Good morning and welcome. Happy Tuesday, Patriot Radio News Hour. Another gorgeous day in the Valley of the Sun. I tell you what, wow, has the weather been awesome. Uh, just, you know what, cold enough at night, and, and, and probably cold you know, the wrong word, but cold for Arizona that we, we get the sweater on, we put the jeans on, you know, we pretend it's cold, but it's really not. And uh, put it this way, I still got shorts on at work. Matter of fact, uh, I'll probably have mine at work the whole winter long, but during the day, it's like mid-70s, just fantastic. I know <laughs> we get to brag now. Listen, it's bragging season here in the Valley of the Sun, and, and yesterday I was out watching uh, football practice, and and it just got me thinking uh, about how things have changed. You know, we're getting ready to play in the state championship game. You guys know that. I've been telling you that uh, for a while now, and I think, you know, just to get into the game, 10 bucks a person. The games are not on television. You know, when you think about in most states, and now again, maybe it's different. I don't know. But when I was growing up, right, the state high school football, it'd make local TV somewhere. You know, you think about today, right, we've got a thousand channels out there to be on. And the AIA, which is the uh, governing body, of the high school sports, I guess people were complaining. Saying, How can this be? And, and you know, really, when you think about it, every team uh, that's going to be playing on Saturday have, you know, four- and five-star kids that are going to major colleges. And, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. ESPN has games all the time. And they said, the AI simply said, it just costs too much money. And I'm thinking, you know, they're already whacking us for $10 a, a person, but it costs too much money. And then this morning, Wendy, we, we get uh, our renewal notice from the Better Business Bureau. And as you, you guys know, we're complaint-free, have been, uh, don't get any. If you go to our allamericangold.com, go to our website, You'll see the the Better Business Bureau logo. If you click on that, it takes you right to our page out the Better Business Bureau, and it's got nothing but zeros there, right? Because you know we we don't get complaints, and just to have that print. Now, here's the funny thing: is they'll they'll keep track whether you pay or not. <laughs> but Wendy, our new bill now, how much was it, Wendy? $564 for one year, uh, and they send you a sticker. <laughs> right? We get, we get a sticker to put on your window, and, and I don't know what else they do. But, but And I was thinking when we first signed up, and I remember, you know, when I first started here, believe it or not, we weren't part of the Better Business Bureau. And Eric used to go crazy. I'm not giving what. Give them the money to do what? And uh, I'm like, well, I don't you know. People kind of like it. You know, it makes you, uh, gives you, uh, what's the word, some validity as a company, if you will. And, of course, at the time, it was like $100. $534. Bucks. Yeah, so uh, I guess, once again, uh, I actually had Wendy look it up. 
Last year, it was 450-something. This year, 550-something. You know, you see how it goes. Next year, it'll be 6-something. But there's no inflation out there. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. It is what we do. Uh, Happy Tuesday, Cyber Monday's over. Black Friday's over. Uh, Remember, at allamericangold.com, you can order online. You can do all the same things online you can do over the phone. And and I'm making that point because it seems like uh, uh, we've been talking about it now for the last couple of days, and, and seemingly more and more people are ordering that way. You can pay by check online. Yep, so you don't have to pay the credit card price. You can also say, I want to pick up online, so you don't have to pay shipping. So you can do it either or. Obviously, the old-fashioned way, uh, when you do business up with us, when you place an order with us, whether you do it online or over the phone, once you have completed that order, you're locked in. In other words, if you go online or you order on the phone and you want to pay via check, however long it takes for the check to get here, right, doesn't matter. You're locked in. If gold or silver goes up five, ten, a hundred dollars, goes down five, ten, a hundred dollars. Nobody pays more. No one pays less. You're locked in. Right? You get your trade number, which is actually your invoice number. And once we have good funds, we either ship it registered, insured U.S. mail, and you have to sign for it, or you come to our office in Phoenix or our office in Denver, and you pick it up there. It's just that simple. No no games, no bait and switches, no high-pressured sales tactics. No, we don't call you. We don't bother you. If you order, you can order $100. You could order $100,000. And if you don't call us, you'll never hear from us again. It's just that simple. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. We got a lot to talk about. Tariffs in the news. Uh, everybody's upset about General Motors. Listen, I, I know that people are upset. But what you have to understand is what General Motors was really saying. Things have slowed dramatically and this is what we're getting ready for Patriot Radio News Hour we'll be back right after the break Announcement out of General Motors uh, shutting um, multiple plants, uh, essentially ending production on the Chevy Volt, or was it the Leaf Blower? Maybe the Leaf Blower. I, I don't know. Uh, their electric car, you know, they I get them all confused. And uh, the Impala, uh, the Chevy Cruze, right? All, all of them leaving, gone. Uh, 
14,000 job cuts and, and all of that stuff and have the president out talking about uh, General Motors better replace it with something else and to stop building cars in China and, and all of these things. And, and again, remember what I've been telling you all along. Right? These companies, especially well, General Motors for sure, they sell more cars there than they do here. Now, you'll be, you probably won't be shocked to know, right? They make a lot less money selling cars over there than they do over here, uh, right? Because, well, let's face it, once again, we, we subsidize uh, the rest of the world. And really, it's more of a sign of where things are heading, right? We're slowing. We know that. How big is it going to be? This morning, the vice chair of the Federal Reserve. So Jay Powell, who used to be the vice chair, he he is now the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And, and his replacement, he was out talking about where Fed policy is going to be headed. Uh, and I don't want to screw up his name, but Richard uh, Claradia, I believe it is, something like that. He's now the number two guy at the Fed. And he he came out this morning and was much more hawkish than people were hoping for, saying that the course that they believe is still this quote-unquote gradual rise of rates. <laughs> and, and again, right, just remember, 100% of the time, when they enter into a rate-hiking cycle, they cause a, well, recession. I think we're actually going to go back into depression, but that's, a, that's just my view. What, what is interesting about all of this, when you, when you think about where we're at, interest rates are what, between two and two and a quarter? If you woke up, let's just say, that you were gone, right? You, you were gone, you, you did a little Rip Van Winkle, and you fell asleep in 2006, and you just got back. Okay, from wherever it was you were, right? You, you were just, you, you were isolated. You were in the, you ate so much turkey in 2006, the turkey coma lasted till today. You would think that you were like, wow, things must be horrible. Interest rates are two to two and a quarter. And, and you would think horrible things. Now we're talking about, listen, I don't know. I, they're hiking in December. They're, they're, that, cause they're, they're not that smart. Right? They're, they're too smart for their own good, actually, is what I really believe. Because, obviously, they're very intelligent. Right? They're extremely intelligent people. They've read a lot of books that most of us don't even, would even want to read. And they're, they're, they've done a lot of studying. And they've worked uh, at colleges for decades. Right? They're essentially been government employees for their entire lives. Most of them. Not all, but most. And, and, and it's not like it's 60-40. It's like, you know, 
right? 90% of them have never worked anywhere else other than in the government. And they believe somehow they've got this fairy tale belief that somehow by raising rates a quarter of a point, quote unquote, gradually, is going to lead us to nirvana. That 2% inflation is the sweet spot. Right? And, and I sit there and I think, right, think about what they're telling you. This is how worthless the paper we all work our butts off for. Worthless. Okay, we want it to devalue two percent. And, and and again, now remember, like everything else they do, see, it, it must be great to be in the government. Because you can have, you know, a mobster, you know, they have two sets of books. <laughs> right? Hey, I got two sets of books. Right, the the guys running the Ponzi scheme, right? They've got two sets of books. The government, they got all kinds of books. There's six different ways they calculate unemployment. Six. You know the one they use? The one that's the lowest. I don't even know how many ways they track inflation. It's more than six. It's more than six. They have so many ways of tracking inflation. It it, it boggles your mind. If you went back to the way they tracked inflation when I was born. for For the record, I was born in 1970. If you went back and you went to the year my youngest brother was born 1976 the inflation rate today would be somewhere around in the you know somewhere around 7% in other words your money would be losing 7% of its purchasing power a year look at my better business bureau bill it's a great example it's a random bill I get it once a year. It's gone up like 20% a year. Right? Health insurance. Well, my wife's talking about that again. It must be time. Is it health insurance time again? The end of the year it must be time. Right? Our, our premiums now are over $700 a month for less insurance. Right? We, we actually get less. Than we did ten years ago. That cost us two fifty. But they have multiple sets of books. And guess what number they just you know I, just for giggles. Let's see. Uh, we could use all of these different inflation numbers, but uh, let's use the lowest one. We can use all these different unemployment numbers, but let's use the lowest one. And you know what the lowest ones are? They're formulas. There's no reality in it. The inflation rate that they talk about so much, about if we could just get the 2%, and just stay there, it'd be great. 
It's not even based on anything in reality. Think about this. There's only, if you live in a shelter, and I'm not talking about a homeless shelter, okay? Your shelter. I have a house. I live in an apartment. You do one of two things, right? You either pay a mortgage or you pay rent. Right? Think about it. Almost again. How many people actually, how many people do you know that actually have a house paid off? My mom is like the only person I know. She's the only one. You do one of those two things, right? Simply, it's so easy to track. We know about what the average mortgage payment is in the country. We know what the average rents are in the country. So you would think when they're tracking inflation that they would use those. Uh-uh. Nope. They, they use something called rent equivalent. What is it? Nobody knows. How do they calculate it? Nobody knows. Some, some great little formula that some guy learned while he was studying economics at Harvard or MIT. doesn't have any bearing on reality. None. Zero. It's a worthless number. It has no merit. I'll give you a great example. If that wasn't a good enough one. Cars. Automobiles. We know that they're at new cars. Used cars. They're at all-time record highs. Yet the inflation gauge used by the central bank says that the price of an automobile is essentially unchanged this whole millennium. Yep. Yep, the price of a car... Hasn't changed because they have this formula that says, well, you know, now we've got, we've got these things in the car. It actually beeps when you back up and you get too close to the trash can. I mean, oh, so it's better. So, yeah, it costs more. But look, you got that camera now. And it goes beep, beep, beep. Right? Then why does insurance cost more? <laughs> Right? I mean, it, 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 it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Think about this. A lot of you, if you were born, and you'll get this, if you bought your first car in the 70s or the 80s, and you wanted to finance it, how many years would they give you? Do you remember? What was the maximum amount of years you could get on a car loan? 70s, probably three. 80s, maybe it was four. Now, you get, what, eight to ten years. Right? Because that way you can say, well, the payment's not that bad. This is how ridiculous it's become. Everything, all these asset prices, they're all based on this same nonsense. We got all these different formulas. Let's use the ones that don't use reality. 
Right? How do you think we got a $22 trillion debt because they use formulas that don't be reality? Right? Well, you know, uh, it's okay if the debt, if it's only, you know, 3% of GDP. Well, now it's 5 Headed to 10 You see anybody talking about it? No matter of fact, you just had the vice chair of the central bank, even though everybody knows the economy's slowing, say, well, you know, we, we think we're okay. Why? Well, we use data that's not based on reality. And the answer really is simple. If you use the data based on the reality, well, then you couldn't have a 2% interest rate. The stock market can't be... 24,000 or whatever it is, right? It, 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 you know, gold would probably be in the thousands and thousands of dollars, and, and they don't want to let you know when they went off the gold standard what it was they were really going to do. And so now this is what we're left with. And then you sit there and you look at the numbers today, housing, right, more of the same, Prices continuing to fall. Now, they, they do the, the well, year over year, you know, it, it's still up 5%. I don't really care. Does it matter what the price of a new home or existing home was last October? No. Tell me what the price is today. How did that differ from four weeks ago? Right? The, the reality on the ground is, well, it differed by a lot. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Two decades ago, when few stood up against Bill Clinton on the issue of what Phyllis Schlafly called global governance, Phyllis was delivering speeches to packed hotel ballrooms lambasting Clinton's globalist agenda. With her witty wordplay on Hillary Clinton's book that it supposedly takes a village to raise a child, Phyllis asked a crowded Louisiana audience in 1998, is it the global village that's supposed to raise your child? No, it's not. And she urged the United States to repudiate the International Criminal Court after Bill Clinton signed us up. In 2002, John Bolton persuaded George W. Bush to unsign what Clinton had signed to keep us out of that anti-American institution. In a landmark speech in September, Bolton called the repudiation of the International Criminal Court, the ICC, his happiest day in government. Now he will take steps to prevent American servicemen from being prosecuted by the rogue tribunal masquerading as a court. Bolton issued a stern warning that judges and prosecutors of the ICC would themselves be prosecuted, sanctioned, and have their travel restricted by the United States if they dare investigate American citizens, particularly our soldiers. For once, Americans have an administration protecting them, as Obama and Clinton should have done while they were president. Bolton spoke to preempt the threatened action by the ICC against Americans. With all the good that the United States brings to the rest of the world, it's disgraceful that the ICC would even think about bringing politically motivated charges against American citizens. 
Bolton indicated that he may not stop there, but is also considering freedom for the United States from other institutions of global governance, such as the World Trade Organization. President Trump has stated his interest in withdrawing us from that international group, and the sooner the better. We applaud Bolton's statement that the Trump administration's view is that Americans govern Americans. How's that for a radical thought, Bolton humorously added, just as Phyllis Schlafly might have. There is still much to be done to untangle us from the dangerous foreign entanglements, and we wish all speed to the Trump administration in putting America first again. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues, upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her Eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. And and I just, again, to give perspective of what it is that we're witnessing. When they talk about, and again, we just had the number two guy at our central bank. Remember, they're supposed to care about you. They're supposed to care about me. They don't. They talk about how everything's wonderful, right? And we've had this great rally of hope. And, of course, now we're seeing the hope fading, right? We've seen it in the home builders. We've seen it now. Right? Now, you got to remember, what you think Ford and Chrysler, you think they're not going to lay people off? You think it's just General Motors? You're kidding yourself. We've seen it in the retailers, and they and they say they aren't sizing. And remember, I'm, I'm warning you. It's so easy to see. I look at credit card delinquencies. Right, we did a story last week. Take out the top 100 banks. Use the other 4,600. Delinquencies are exploding in credit cards. They don't want to tell you that. That'd be bad. Farm bankruptcies. Another sign. From 2014 to today. Okay, so so you take 14 and, and you're like, okay, that's that's uh, not that long ago. And we've had the great economic boom. The number of of farms filing for bankruptcy has almost tripled from this year, from 2014. The numbers have been increasing steadily, and right now they say that 2018 is going to be 
a worse year than 2017, and they're saying that 2019 is going to be worse than 2018. And they went all the way back to where the recession was and said that the number of bankruptcies now are getting ready to surpass even those times. The vast majority of the bankruptcies, if you want to know where they are, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Montana, North and South Dakota are where the majority of them are handled. The president now saying that he's offering $12 billion of aid. Apparently not enough. Then you think about, okay, how are we doing as far as we're running record deficits? Nobody's talking about them. Nobody brings up the quote-unquote that 3% of GDP crap that they made up 30 years ago. How are we doing there? Well, the Treasury Department just released the data saying that foreign holders of treasuries, naming countries like China and Japan, have begun shrinking their portfolios. In other words, they're looking at that paper, and remember, it's just a piece of paper, got got a bunch of writing on it, right? Pretty much what it says is I-O-U. This week, this week, it, it's not even a an extraordinary week. This is just like a regular, plain old week. You know how much debt the United States is selling this week? $129 billion. $129 billion. We need to sell somewhere in the neighborhood now of $10 trillion a year in debt, and the number keeps growing. Because not all the debt, right, you know, we got different maturities. Two years, five years, seven years, ten years. As I've educated you, most of the debt is a year or less. Most of it. But we're going to sell $129 billion. And right, we know, hey, every quarter the number goes up. And now... The Treasury is saying that for the first time, we're now seeing foreign buyers not showing up to buy U.S. Treasuries. Well, and, and I think they use the word is that the, uh, you know, even with the in, increase in, in supply, they're saying that the foreigners are not showing the uh the same appetite. See, they're going on a diet. Right? We know how that goes, right? You got to go on a diet. And what they're saying is they're looking at the paper. And it doesn't matter two years, five years, ten years. And they're saying, hmm, let's see. In two years, they're going to have deficits of over $2 trillion a year. Five years, right, it's going to be over two and a half trillion. Ten years, it's going to be over $3 trillion a year. You know, I don't know that I want to hold this for that long. 
Because remember, if rates go higher, those bonds start to lose money. And then they're like, well, you know, right now the dollar's been going up. But a lot of people are like, we think that's about to end, right? We already hear it now, right? Trump already upset, wants to get rid of Jay Powell, thinks the Fed's out of touch. The economy's slowing down. The layoffs are happening. And foreign investors, and by the way, not just in the government, and this is a key point, not just the government of China or the government of Japan. It's also the citizenry there, their companies, right? They they got, and I don't, you know, excuse me for not knowing the names of all these, Alibaba, right? The the Chinese version of Amazon, right? Because, you know, these big companies, they don't keep their money in the bank. They're not that dumb, right? They're not buying them either. And this is why you hedge yourself. When the rest of the world starts saying, eh, no thanks. Not that interested. Because you know what? Right now we know this. Listen, most of us worry about today. Right? Well, what happened today? Why why is gold down today? You know what? I actually have no idea. I mean, I know that they're they're doing the whole dollar rally because of the Fed, right? It's all nonsense. The news actually was not good today. Consumer confidence was down. Home prices down. General Motors still, uh, I forget, they don't use the word, I forget the word they use, closing plants. Bankruptcies on farms are up. Treasury holdings are down. Page Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. It's late. You're driving home and you encounter this. It's a frightening thought, but all the more reason to drive aware, especially at night. If you're driving at night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead of you. If you see a wrong-way driver, slow down, safely steer away, get off the roadway, and call 911. And if you see a wrong-way driver's sign, take the next freeway exit. Drive aware. Get there. That is our toll-free number. Uh, The Dow is down about 100 points right now. Uh, The Dow started off down, kind of went up, now it's back down. Uh, Everyone's all confused. Oh, we're not quite sure what the Fed's trying to say. (laughs) Come on. Again. If we want to deal and pretend, I mean, we, you know, let's say maybe not as much today. But when I was growing up, make believe was big, right? Remember, when we're growing up, you could take your finger and it was a gun, 
Right? That was perfectly a stick. Right? That's a gun. Right? A sword or whatever. Right? Today, now, right? You know, none of these kids do it. There's no make-believe anything. Right? They got these video games. Everything looks like real life. They actually use the real guns in the games. All that, right? All that stuff. Imagination. That's what our economic policy is. You need to understand that. It's fantasy. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you really could control, I don't know how many people are in the world, like 7 billion, right? That somehow you could, by the raising or lowering of a quarter of a point on an interest rate, uh, control the whole world. Right? You know how idiotic that sounds. And now you got all these, listen, they're all upset. They're all upset because they're like, wait a minute, you're supposed to protect the stock market. I'm telling you right now, I think it was 6,600 points. Right? That was the low. I don't want to go back there. I don't know how how that doesn't happen, right? And I know I know now they're I know they're still talking rate hikes and 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 I know that most people are like, well, we've gone from one in December and four next year, right? That was where we six weeks ago. It was one in December and four next year, and then they were going to stop. That was you know because Wall Street's great. Look at the great jobs market. Again, remember, the unemployment rate, they got six different books. They just picked the lowest one that isn't actually reality. It's not. Sorry. I'd like it to be, but it's not. And six weeks later, we're like, well, some people want to stop right now. Others are like, well, we'll hike in December and then stop. Most think they're going to hike in December and one or two more next year. That's it. This is how quickly things have changed. We went from five rate hikes to, I would say right now, most people are thinking maybe two. A lot of people want none. I'm going to tell you, I guarantee it, it they, they probably already broke it. They probably already have broken it, but they are going to, at least in my opinion, they're at least going to do two more. And then it's going to be all hands on deck by the end of this year or the end of next year, right? If you want to look just one year ahead, they're going to do all they can. Rates probably go back to zero. We probably go to negative. Right. I mean, how can we support that amount of debt anyway, right? Right. Well, the only way I can really think of it is you do what Japan does. Hey, we're going to charge you to borrow money for a while. They do allow us to borrow money. And so then no one comes and the Bank of Japan just buys it all. Right. And you go on pretending. And you start seeing, you know, again, you see all these signs about what's happening and what's going to happen. And today the president's out there talking more terrorists again. Saying to get ready. iPhones, you're next. 
We're going to 25%. They got the big G20 meeting coming. We'll see how that one goes. Here's what I'll, I'll tell you. And I've been saying this all along. China is not going to give. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. This is a big game of chicken. And I wish I'm trying to find a way. You know what? If we were smart, we'd get a Mexico deal going. Right? Which is, hey, we got a new deal. It's really the same deal as the other deal. But we can say it's a new deal. I just don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off or not. A 25% tariff coming in July. At least that was the threat today. And oh, by the way, I guess in response to General Motors, he's talking about that 25% tariff again on Europe, on the automobile, right? Your Beamers and your Mercedes, right? He's talking that again. I don't know. Something's got to go in those plans. 800 Wendy, what did you find out from Jeff? No? Okay. Right now, we've got silver down uh, 12 cents. I've got 25 rolls. Right, Wendy's shaking her head. Yes, 25 rolls. I already own them. They're actually going to be leaving California this afternoon. And I actually have some stock in Colorado and in Phoenix, but shh, don't say anything. But I've got 25 rolls back date. $355 a roll for some back date Silver Eagles. Uh, the And again, right, we're coming up 2018. We're getting ready to end here. I don't know when the mint, you know, the mint is going to stop production here anytime and get ready for the 2019. But I've got 25 rolls today. Say five bucks a roll. Gold's down. So this is actually $10 less than they were yesterday. 355 at 800 951 Dog ate my homework. 800-951-0592. U.S. uh, Silver Eagles rolls of 2355. U.S. $5 Liberty. So these are the old ones. So these aren't the 10th ounce. These are the $5 Liberty. The quarter ounce, the older ones, 1866 to 1907. Those are at 350 today. So you're going to save 10 bucks on those. Like I told you, Silver Eagles, $10 cheaper today than they were yesterday. Uh, I already got the $5 Liberties on the website. I'll have the Silver Eagles up on the website here. Uh, give, me, give me about 10 minutes after the show. I'll have that up there so you can do it online at allamericangold.com as well. And here it is. Well, I told you I didn't know why gold was down today. I know now. I'm going to give it to you. Ready? There's a good chance 
that the key inflation measure, see, like I told you, there's a lot of inflation measures, but the key one, right, and who decided it was the key one? Oh, that's right. These private guys that live in Fantasy Island, right? Let's get Tattoo and Mr. Rourke and talk about the plane, the plane, boss. There's a good chance that the key measure of inflation is going to fall back below 2%, according to a new research paper by the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. Right? First of all, when has inflation been 2% in San Francisco ever? But now it's going to be below. The so-called, and I, you know what? That's the right word, so-called. I don't know who dubbed it. Core measure of inflation, which strips out actual reality. Now, I put that part in. Finally hit the 2% target in July. By the way, after allegedly not being there for like 10 years. But they said that uh, according to close examination, they looked real hard. They looked high and low. The cost for the run-up shows that it is not due to the strengthening economy. <laughs> well, you know, part of it because actually the economy is getting weaker. But that's okay. But if you exclude factors like health care, <laughs> well, we don't need that. Let's get rid of that. Uh, ex- exclude factors like mortgage payment and car payment and, and minimum credit card. Let's just exclude all that stuff. Food, energy, get rid of that. It's, it's fine. Housing, recreational, and food service costs. Right? Well, let's get that out. After that, there's no smoking gun. It's right here, according to the report. The recent run-up and upward pressures are from, uh, what are they, I can't even pronounce the word. It's a, it's too fancy of a word. Uh, some form of word, of like anti-cyclical factors. And that they could diminish. Yeah, so, uh, we're going to go ahead and keep raising rates. That's essentially what they're saying. That's their, uh, I guess that's their cover. I don't know. I thought they were raising rates to keep inflation in check. Uh, but this has got the dollar higher. Uh, congratulations, Central Bank of, of uh, San Francisco, for that great report. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Everyone, take care. Have a great day. We'll be back for hump day. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist.